It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike, as we're coming to you live on this 13th day of July, 6.06 on the clock and 86 degrees and mostly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. The Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting. And joining me on the phone right now is Andrew Allison as we break down what's going on here in Athens County, at least sports-wise. Uh, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, the uptick in COVID cases. And, yes, we'll talk a little bit about that, but we'll try to keep it upbeat. We'll try to keep this... Uh, you know, hopeful as we go towards the fall and, uh, you know, anticipate the fall. But first, Andrew Allison, good to have you back on the program. How have you been? Pretty good. How have you been, Connor? Doing all right, Andrew. It's been a crazy past couple of days. You know, a lot of uh, uptown stores and bars have closed, and, you know, things are, are you know, looking like they've uh, reverted back to where they things were probably back in March and April. However, uh, you know, mask mandates uh, are being talked about, and unfortunately, a couple of things, you know, have not, um, you know, a couple of, of sports here in Athens County, uh, like the Athens softball team that uh, basically started up, I think they got around three or four games in before their season had to end, and of course, the Athens attack had to end their season early, but at least they were able to get in 18 baseball games uh, before their season came to a close, but uh, you know, things are, are looking like they're closing down again, uh, which is not the direction that we were hoped to be in, uh, you know, let's say, three or four months ago. No, it's not, and, but I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think they're going to do a total close down like they did in March, right after OU went on spring break where everything shut down. I think they're going to try to make it more of just, all right, it's going to be the necessity still, but there's going to be a little bit more just wear your masks is what it sounds like it's going to be. And hopefully it is, you know, a lot of this right now has been self, uh, I don't want to say self-imposed, but I guess it will be, you know, self-imposed. You know, a lot of businesses are making the decisions themselves, uh, and a lot of sports leagues are making the decisions themselves, which, you know, brings me around. I, I know the Ohio Bison had an 18U team. I know you don't call baseball games for them, but it still is affiliated uh, with the Ohio Bison brand, I guess. Uh, but they were in that Chillicothe tournament that Athens was supposed to play in over the past weekend. Have you noticed any changes, uh, at least when you're calling baseball games for the Ohio Bison within the past couple days? We we haven't had a game since Thursday, but I will say the last the last week, you increasingly saw more people going to the park, coming in already wearing masks, and being more. I don't want to say self-conscious about it, but being more aware that, okay, you know, all right, we probably should wear a mask. We are going out to a baseball game. Yeah, we're not sitting right beside someone. We're still sitting six feet apart, but we should probably still wear a mask. And I, I thought that was interesting to see how much it increased throughout the whole week. Right, because it's been, you know, a lot of people, and I have the numbers in front of me now, uh, this is from the Athens City County Health Department. Uh, as of this morning, uh, Athens County, a total of 192 uh, confirmed and probable cases, 153 active, 38 recovered, and we've uh, suffered one death. Uh, state of Ohio, 66,853 confirmed and probable, and then 3,064 deaths. Uh, you know, they also make a note down here, Athens County residents are being tested for COVID-19. However, testing facilities, including state and commercial labs, only required to report confirmed cases of COVID-19 to the health department. Um, but, you know, the, the confirmed and probable cases have been going up, uh, which is a reason why things have been shutting down, including, you know, the Athens attack season and the, the softball season, any other uh, extracurricular activities uh, that were going on within the area. Um, and it was mentioned, you know, the Athens, uh, uh, Athens County uh, Athletic Director uh, was, was tweeting out, you know, student athletes are doing their part. Uh, to one, stop the spread. Two, rewind uh, the spirit of in this together so we can three, fast forward to each other's sports seasons coming this fall. Which brings me, do you think there is going to be uh, you know, fall sports at the high school level 
uh, coming up, you know, starting in August. Now, I'm not sure it'll start in August, but as of right now, I I think the OHSAA is going to try right up to the last second to have sports. I, they've looked at, I mean, I think, was it just the 9th of July is when they released that, okay, you can start doing volleyball activities and cross-country activities as a whole team now. But, you know, the big one, I'm not saying any sport is more important than the rest, but the one that obviously gets the most money into the schools is football, which is a contact sport and not something that's on their list. So I'm not not sure how they're going to do it. I know the Central District proposed to the OHSAA that they flip spring and fall sports, so do like baseball, softball in the fall, because a lot of a lot of fall sports are non-contact. Or no, sorry, a lot of spring sports are non-contact. Right. So maybe try flipping those and put playing football in the spring. Uh, the OHSA denied the claim or denied the uh, proposal, but I, I mean honestly, I wouldn't have thought that would have been too bad of an idea. Just because I think your football, you're going to have to push it back so much, which then at schools. You know, for some Columbus City schools, that might not be an issue because they have such a large uh, school. But for schools like Athens and the Southeast District, a lot of these teams, if they make a deep run in the playoffs in football, they have to start canceling basketball games because all their basketball players are on the football field. Uh, especially for Trimble Tomcats because you know normally Trimble makes a deep run into the postseason. And then they don't really get to see their football players until, you know, after the last couple weeks of, of the football season. Right. And it was the same thing for, I mean, I bring up Sheridan because that's where I'm from. It's not too far from the radio station. Right. It, it was the same thing the year Sheridan High School bat, boys basketball and the girls basketball teams made it to the Final Four. The football team that year made it to the Elite Eight. And I remember talking to the boys coach. They were almost about to cancel their first game of the season, except for, unfortunately, the football team lost. And their first game of the season was a double overtime game versus a team that they should have beat handedly just because that was their third day in the uh, basketball practices. Yeah. Uh, It's a lot of overlay, especially for those football teams that go deep into the postseason. Uh, And and you mentioned uh, this was an article by This Week Sports on Twitter. Uh, but this week, sports reported, uh, I guess, thisweeksnews.com. But they say that the OHSAA's football administrator says that this proposal to move football to the spring and make other changes to the 2020-2021 sports calendar will not go before the board of directors, uh, which, I mean, at this point, you know, I like football in the fall. You know, the, the sports are where they are. Uh, and, and doing any drastic changes would, would take some getting used to. But I would rather have, you know, a football season and a baseball season and, you know, all the other sports seasons. I just mentioned those two because I I didn't play football, but I played baseball and, and wrestled during the winter. But, uh, you know, I, I say that because, you know, getting all the sports, getting the opportunity to play all those sports is important to these kids. And some of them, you know, not all of them, but some of them might be looking to go uh, deeper into their athletic careers and play at the next level of college. So giving them an opportunity if they can't, if they're going to push back football to the spring, which I say that they're they're not going to do, but if they push that back, that at least would give them the opportunity to play football uh, for this sports season. So I, I think even though it wasn't brought before the directors now, I I don't know if it's going to be brought up at a later time. Maybe if things get a little bit more critical later on uh, as the months go by or as the weeks go by because we're running out of time, but you know, do you think that this could still be brought up and changed? I think I think it could be, but I think they're like I mentioned earlier. I think they're going to wait till the last possible second to actually say, "Okay, we're going to need to make some major changes." Which is, I'm just not sure because with the OHSA now, because Jerry Snodgrass is no longer in charge of the OHSA. They, it was a very odd timing, an odd situation to go ahead and make a change. Now the OHSA has not came out and said why they made the change, but they did say. It was the OHSA's decision and not Jerry Snodgrass's to step down. So I'm not sure what, I believe Bob Golding is the new 
New yeah, man gold. in charge of the OHSA. Gold ring. Yep. Gold ring. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what his plans are for this, and I'm not sure how he'll handle it. Right. I mean, the main thing that we were kind of questioning, at least during the sports fan, is what could have went wrong. You know, and when you're going through a period like this where you have to make some changes and some hard decisions, you know, one of those decisions that you don't want to have to make is changing course, you know, with somebody like as, you know, uh, Jerry Snodgrass, because he was, he was running this thing. Uh, you know, he had a direction that he was going in, and now they're going to have to pivot away from whatever spot he was going and now go in the direction that uh, Goldring wants to go. Um, but, you know, it's time and effort to try to plan out and quickly plan this out because fall sports are right around the corner. You know, we say this here July 13th, but still, you know, we blink and we'll be in August and fall sports will be back up and running again. And to my understanding, OHSAA is not going to move that opening deadline. Uh, so when they have that sports calendar change over to the next year, when we get ready for the 2020-2021 uh, sports calendar for OHSAA, you know, it's going to start August 1st, uh, whether a lot of people are ready or not. Right, and I mentioned that that memo went out about volleyball and cross-country. They're starting their, right now, I believe it's probably voluntary workouts, but they're still, they're still doing team activities already. Like, their season has pretty much started, and normally their season starts before the school year starts. At least with cross-country, I believe you have a meet or two before the season starts. And I'm just not, because especially with, kids going to schools only certain days of the week, I, I'm not sure how you can expect a student-athlete to then come in and practice five, six days, or three days a week and then play two games a day, or two games a week, rather. Do you, I'm not sure how you can expect that. Yeah, I mean, the, the big question that I have right now is, will there be any sports if we can't have in-person classes come this fall? Because at, at the high school level, right? I mean, college is a little bit different. Uh, you might be able to get away with having college athletes here without having to have, you know, the full campus here. Uh, and that's something that we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But still, at the high school level, uh, I think it's going to be difficult to say, all right, only the student athletes can go and go to the high school and participate and use the locker rooms and, and work out and use the workout rooms. And then not to say, all right, well, we're only going to have these group of kids uh, here on school and then not open up the rest of the building to everyone else. You know, I, I think that would be a hard decision to make. Right, and I, I think at that point it more becomes, then you start to look at the definition of what is a student athlete. Is it a student who happens to be an athlete, or are we going to treat them like athletes who happen to be students at that point? Because, I mean, that, that's, to have them there that whole time when you don't think it's safe to have other kids there, that's really jeopardizing these kids' health and well-being. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's listen, what we're doing now and why everything has been shut down again is for the health and safety of you, your neighbor, uh, your kids, your grandparents, whoever it is, uh, which, you know, health and safety is above all else. Uh, but then, you know, the, the way that life was starting to kick back up again uh, now has to sputter a little bit as they reduce, all right, maybe you can't go inside without a mask, or maybe you uh, are restricted to 50% in this business, or maybe you were at 75%, now you can only open up at a 25% capacity. You know, it, it's uh, a difficult ask because a lot of people are gearing up and getting ready to go, you know, sports-wise and getting ready, and now they have to get put on halt again. Um, because, you know, the, the cases have, have risen. Um, and i, I got to imagine that's because, well, you know, they're, they're inviting back college athletes uh, to campus and maybe, you know, some kids, uh, college, not maybe not college student athletes, but maybe uh, some other college students who are here on campus and they're moving back into their dorms and they're coming from all across the uh, United States. Maybe that would be a reason for the uptick because it really, I think, came out of nowhere at this point. And, and I agree. I, I think once we started to do what you just said, we're, it started, we're bringing back athletes. I think some schools or some places didn't take it as the opening, reopening as seriously as they should have. And I think they didn't follow the guidelines and that might be a cause of why 
Actually, I think that's the main cause of why there are these upticks in cases. Because even some of them, like, I know OSU did because I'm, I go into Columbus every day. I, that's why I know a lot about this. OSU was doing 10, 10 people in a group when they first started their workouts. And I, I saw where some schools were inviting back their whole team, basically, like Clemson was, who now has half their football team, or it might not be half, but a decent number of their football players and staff. Right, like 25. coronavirus cases. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's because, you know, some people didn't take it seriously, or I don't know if this was just going to naturally happen when you open back up and you start testing more. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, it is probably a little bit of both. And, you know, it is, again, disappointing because, you know, things are opening back up again. We were having a little bit of a high school baseball season, uh, albeit in the summer. You know, softball players are back and playing again, and they only got to play about three, four games this year. Uh, so it is uh, a little bit disappointing that things are getting shut down again. But, you know, as we look towards the future, you know, these are self-imposed. You know, it's not like the, the state is coming down and saying, you must close. Uh, you know, this is... I think being a little bit smarter than maybe and a little bit more prepared than we were uh, back in March when, when first uh, we were learning about this and learning about the guidelines and how we stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, but it is disappointing to those student-athletes at the high school level who are training and preparing for this upcoming uh, August you know, fall season as we get ready uh, for fall, fall sports to, to gear back up and, and get going again. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Fan on the other side. We'll stick with Andrew Allison and... Uh, talk a little bit about colleges. The uh, the college landscape has changed a little bit. Uh, some conferences have already changed, and they're pushing back their spring uh, fall sports back into the spring. But we'll talk about it as you're listening to the Sportsman on 970-97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. Integrated will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Join us each week for AutoSmarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno. Welcome to AutoSmarts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Don Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's AutoSmarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. And the sports fan presented by JK Contracting. Mills on the mic on this 13th day of July, 625 on the clock. And temperatures here in southeast Ohio, 85 degrees and mostly sunny outside. It's been a, a decent Monday, a decent start to the week. And, of course, Andrew Allison joining the program once again. It's good to have Andrew with us. Uh, as always, and you know, we were talking a little bit about high school sports and, and endangering now you know, as we near towards uh, the fall season. Uh, but the big thing right now is the concern about college sports. And with college, uh, you know, they've been here, they've been practicing, and uh, a lot of colleges could be in trouble financially uh, should this sports season not happen. I mean, sports already runs a deficit, but if you don't have, you know, those games, those big buy-in games like the Big Ten, uh, you know, Ohio 
let's say Ohio was playing a Big Ten team, Ohio would travel there, and you know, hypothetically, you know, Ohio State would pay Ohio to uh, to go and play them. But you know, a lot of uh, different colleges find themselves in a position like that, and uh, with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 moving towards conference-only games, uh, that endangers a lot of the smaller schools. Uh, you know, not the Power Five, but the Group of Five who count on those uh, financial uh, incentives and financial uh, benefits there uh, to go and, and have a season. But, you know, college sports right now looking like it's a little bit of trouble depending where you are across the nation. Right, and I think I think the tweet pro- that the Mac set out was like once uh, the Big Ten canceled that just between OSU having to cancel their Buffalo and Bowling Green matchup, the Mac lost $2.2 million dollars. Is what they would have been paid between the two, or to, between the two schools, and that's no small change, right? Especially, like you mentioned, a majority of the schools don't make money off their sports programs. Now, the schools like Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, USC, the big, the top of the Power Fives do. The middle of the or the lower Power Fives maybe. Top group of five, maybe break even or uh, make a small amount of money, but the rest are are struggling to find how to keep programs for the most part. And now this hits, and if you could severely see a change coming soon on how how many programs are out there for like group of five teams, right? And you know, Big Ten and the Pac-12 became the First leagues to shift to an all-conference fall schedule as college sports world faces new difficult decisions caused by the coronavirus pandemic. More Power Five conferences could follow, causing a ripple effect on small conference schools across the country. If more big conference ditch non-conference games, smaller schools who rely on buy games to help fund their athletic departments will take huge financial hits at a time when they're already facing ugly bottom lines. Uh, It is a difficult situation if you are in a, a group of five school that is not breaking even, or that is you know, all, all schools across uh, Group of Five, Power Five, have, have had losses because of the coronavirus pandemic. And now with this pandemic, it makes it a little bit worse. Uh, and you know, there's there's a growing list online. I think it's on Matt Talk Online uh, where this one guy, Jason Bryant, has been updating and figuring out, well, Division One, Two, Three, and the uh, junior colleges, you know, how many programs have let go. He's got a track of what colleges have closed and what sports have been canceled or uh, yeah, canceled because of that. Um, it's I got to check out the the link and, and uh, I'll, I'll probably tweet that out just to to get you know an updated version of it. But still, uh, you know, it's a lot of programs have been cut loose because of the pandemic and because of you know conference only games. Now, you know, I I would hate to see you know more group of five schools lose some of their programs that aren't football or aren't basketball, uh, the, the big money makers, because it's now going to take a toll on Olympic sports like wrestling or cross country or track and fields, uh, swimming and diving, you know, a couple of those, you know, sports that don't bring in the big bucks, uh, but are Olympic sports. Right. And I don't know if you uh, saw that, that the junior college level is, uh, has pushed, all sports besides cross country back to the spring and basketball is going to start in January uh, instead of its normal November 1st start. That's uh, according to Jim Dabelt on Twitter. Right. So I, yeah, the, uh, just, I, just, I to, just to close up on NJ, NJCAA.org says uh, the most recent plan of action shifts all close contact uh, fall sports to the spring semester. These sports include football, men's and women's soccer, and court volleyball. The NJCAA cross-country championships for all three divisions and half-marathon championships will remain as their originally scheduled dates in the fall, as well as Division Three women's tennis. All winter sports competition will begin in January with the majority of championship seasons move from March to April. Uh, these sports include men's and women's basketball, wrestling, swimming and diving, men's and women's bowling, and men's and women's indoor track. And field will be held at the beginning of March. Uh, and spring sports competition remains intact with minor adjustments to dates. These sports include, of course, baseball, softball, beach volleyball, men's and women's golf, men's and women's lacrosse, track and field, and men's and women's tennis. 
Uh, along with the adjustments to competition, season, and championship dates, the NJCAA has provided information as it relates to scrimmage and practice dates and allowances in the fall. Championship dates are subject to change based on championship faculty availability, uh, facility availability. So, uh, you know, even the uh, the junior colleges now, uh, NJCAA is is moving things around and trying to prepare for the worst. Right, and I I wondered, I thought about this probably a month ago. Would would the NCAA be able to do that? Would they just be able to push all the sports back to spring? And and I honestly don't know if they would be able to. Like, okay, no one plays a Peden or Peden besides the football team, correct? Right. So that would be fine. And then soccer has their own field, um, but there's another field right across from I believe lacrosse or field hockey. Probably should have looked that up beforehand. Um, All right, we got Chester and, and we got softball. Pruitt Fields. Yep. Pruitt Fields, yep. Uh, baseball, softball have their both own fields. Now, like, where you get in trouble is, is that volleyball, wrestling, basketball, and basketball play at the convo. Right. Anything and everything that's in the convocation center would have to be a conflict. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty easy change to make from basketball to basketball, right? Because you got men's basketball and women's basketball. They've done uh, double duty multiple times uh, inside the convocation center. They've had double headers uh, a lot. Um, but it would be difficult if you're now going from basketball to basketball to wrestling to volleyball all in one day. I don't think that would happen. But still, you know, you're talking about putting up a net, uh, rearranging uh, the seating a little bit. Uh, i, I got to imagine that the lower uh, bowl seats are not going to be, uh, the lower floor seats are not going to be pulled out. Uh, I got to imagine that you know, if anybody's down on the floor, it'll probably just be Lou and somebody running the, the scorebook, uh, whoever's putting the score on to the, uh, the video board now. Uh, but you got Lou, the public address announcer, Lou Horvath, and then uh, a couple other people down there in addition to the coaches and the players. Uh, but, again, with, with the combo, it, it's, uh, it would be very difficult and it would be a, a big conflict if you have all those sports trying to get time plus practice time, too. You can't, uh, can't forget that. Right, and, you know, if, okay, so you say for a minute you want to take it out of the NCAA, go over to the hockey team, the ACHA. Well, honestly, the ACHA is probably just going to mimic whatever the NCAA does. Not saying anything bad against the ACHA, but that's kind of seemed to be the pattern so far. So, but going back to the convo, yeah, I would imagine it would just be like it is for basketball or er, high school sports tournaments where the only people on the floor are the teams, the people that need to be at the scorebook or the score table, and whoever else they deem essential. Because outside of that, I doubt they let anyone near any players or teams, no matter when they play in the coming future. Yeah, and I wonder if, you know, what, what will the promotions kind of look like? Because you know, I, I used to be down there and, and, and doing the promotions down on the floor for the marketing department. Uh, and even that, I think, will will change or be minimized. You know, that will all depend on if there's even fans inside the Convocation Center uh, come this fall or come this winter. Because you know, if there's no fans to promote anything to, you know, then that's another hit for athletic departments across the country. And, uh, you know, it's, again, there's nothing to entertain people with because there's no people there to entertain except for, you know, having the game go on. Right, and... I, I hope there is fans. I don't think there will be, and that is a weird thing to watch, sports without fans. Like, I, I don't know if you've been watching the TBT tournament or the MLS is back tournament, but watching those games without fans is it's, it's weird, but it's, it's livable for right now. Like, it, it, it's something I can deal with, but like you said, it, for these athletic departments, that's a big hit for programs that may already be in trouble before this virus hit. Right. It's just, you know, one thing on top of another. You know, if you don't allow fans, let's say you don't get these buy-in games for football, well, then you don't get the money from, from, from the uh, football or even, uh, you know, you might get some TV deal money, uh, but that even that deal is not as, as good as, uh, you know, Power 5 conferences might have it. Uh, and then... On top of that, no fans. It means the gate revenue is going down. 
Uh, you don't have any promotions. That means nobody is sponsoring anything, which means that goes down. I did see a couple different things. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but I guess uh, Bob Bolden was interviewing uh, Jeff Bowles earlier today. I, I saw that on the Ohio Bobcats Twitter account, which was kind of cool. You know, it, They had like a, a nice budding relationship uh, before the season in, in Bowles' first year. Uh, but now they even got a little bit of a, I think they gave Bowles his own show. <laughs> uh, so they, they got um, uh, not, uh, they got Bob Bolden his own show. So that, that would be uh, fun to watch. Um, but still, you know, it, it's a, uh, a different, you might get some sponsorship, but obviously the TS Tech America seat upgrade that they always do is, is not going to happen because you don't have anybody to upgrade seats to. So it's just a different kind of feel if it's in the convo. And I know we were talking about, you know, let's say they do flip things. Let's say NCAA says, all right, football season probably won't happen in the fall. We're going to push it to the spring, which, I mean, at this point, I think anything is on the table. Uh, but then, as I mentioned before, you got to consider, all right, what about practicing? So the football team, they've got the weight room. They've got everything over at Pete, and they'd be fine. I think basketball, you can get a little bit creative. And, you know, if there's no students on campus, uh, right now, they still anticipate students hap- uh, being here in the fall, but if there's no students, then you can go and maybe open up uh, the Ping Rec Center. Maybe they can work out some kind of deal with the Rec Center uh, for that bas- those basketball courts to be open, and then you can train a little bit there. So you can have men's uh, over in Ping. You can have women's over in the Convo. Uh, th- there might be something that you can work out. Then you can have wrestling already has their wrestling room. They, they can practice in there, and plus volleyball could also go to Ping. Uh, or in the convo, or maybe do some kind of rotation. So you'd at least, I think there's a way to practice, but then actually scheduling the games uh, and the matches might be a little bit more difficult as you head into you know deeper parts of the season if you do push back fall sports uh, to the spring or to, to winter. Right, but I'm not sure the Power Five will let them push football back to spring because... Okay, say we push football back this spring. Now let's take a look at Clemson, Ohio State, the the blue bloods that are producing NFL first-rounders every year. If it gets pushed back this spring, say the NFL draft still leaves their draft in the spring. Okay, well, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and those guys who are already projected to be top five first-round picks, uh, and any, honestly, anyone that's projected in the top three rounds will probably sit out because why Why would they play three or four games get drafted now maybe the NFL will move their draft but still at that point you haven't practiced in a while things have changed and it seems to be the consensus that if football is moved to the spring that the top players are going to sit out so I mean I'm all for it I would I would love to see football in the fall, but if the fall is not an option, I'd love to see it in the spring rather than not see it at all. But I'm just not sure if the Power Five, because let's be honest, in this football world, the Power Five has, if the Power Five doesn't want to do it, the NCAA is not going to do it. Right. I'm not sure they'll Power they'll Five has all the money. Right. Which is unfortunate for like a group of five school or maybe even a bottom feeder in the power five. But that's the way it works, unfortunately. Yeah, well, only time will tell, and, you know, that's we'll, we'll see what happens. But we'll take another short break on the sports fan. We'll talk about what's going on across the nation right now. Major League Baseball trying to ramp back up. Washington Redskins will no longer be the Redskins. And the Patriot League has canceled fall football just like uh, the Ivy Leagues did. Uh, we'll talk about it when we return. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Rich. Richland Avenue, Athens. 
Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-506-8319. 800-506-8319. That's 800-506-8319. You're listening to 9 70 WATH and the sports fan. And welcome back into the sports fan. Bills on the mic. Take it up until 7 o'clock today. It's a sports fan. Mondays, Tuesdays, we got Reds Talks on Wednesday, and we got you back on Thursday and Friday. Um, McConnell Mills here with Andrew Allison. Again, all the way up until 7 o'clock today. It's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. A uh, couple things going across the nation right now. We talked a little bit about Athens County and the uptick in COVID-19. Uh, plus, you know, the effect on college sports and the uh, junior college schools pushing uh, basically everything back until the spring, all the contact sports, that is. Uh, and right now, uh, you know, Patriot League has uh, joined the Ivy Leagues and called off fall sports because of the pandemic. The league's 10 Division One schools will not compete this fall in football, soccer, or women's volleyball. The Ivy League announced a similar decision last week. Meanwhile, Southeastern Conference athletic directors met to discuss how the SEC can have a football season as COVID-19 cases spiked throughout much of the South. Uh, Andrew, we saw that the Ivy League canceled them. Uh, we had David Saltzman on the phone briefly last Thursday, and when I was talking to him off the off the airwaves, uh, he kind of called and and uh, kind of called this and said Patriot League is probably going to follow suit with what the Ivy League does. Uh, and they made it official uh, earlier today. And uh, with the Patriot League, we'll, we'll see what happens with the other conferences. But uh, it's another conference down that will not have any fall sports coming this fall. And if I remember correctly, it was the Ivy League that first canceled their basketball tournament, right? I believe so, yeah. That, that was all the way back in March. You know, it was uh, right. Ivy League conference and then the, uh, you know, everything else kind of, that was the first, one of the first dominoes to fall. Uh, after, what was it, Donovan Mitchell uh, in the NBA? As yeah, Rudy as, Gobert. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert with the Jazz, and then he gave it to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, as soon as that happened, then everything kind of toppled down uh, and spiraled out in that month of March. Uh, but here we are in July, and things are, I guess, right about the same of where it was uh, back in uh, where we were back back in, uh, back in March. But uh, Patriot League, again, Punting on football, punting on all all contact sports and all fall sports until the spring. That gives them a little bit more time, and you know, that gives another. Uh, I think other conferences maybe a little bit of a, a push, maybe to seeing on how that how that goes for them. Could use yeah, it as I a think, model. Yeah, I think it it sets up like you said a model for them how to how to handle it because now they go okay. Someone else has done it. We see how it can be done and how it needs to be improved. And now I think it gives them a base on what to do. So if it goes, okay, well, we think the Ivy League overreacted, then, you know, okay, well, we can try to steal this and this from their plan still. Or they can just completely agree with them, which I'm not sure I see the NCAA doing right away at least. I think they would wait on that, but it gives gives places a base on what to do. 
where it kind of has that layout and tries to get them, uh, you know, it, again, it, it's a model, it's an example maybe of, of what other conferences can do. But like we were talking about before in the program, uh, I don't see a whole lot of Power 5 conferences saying, hey, we're going to forego this fall and push everything back to the spring. I think if they're going to be ready, uh, they've been training, they've been trying to get ready to go uh, come this fall. I don't see them you know, deviating from what they've been planning to do all along. No, and I don't, I don't see it either. I just, the only thing with, if they say, okay, we're not, we're going to go all online for classes or we're going to do a blended classes where it may be, instead of being Tuesday, Thursday, it's Tuesday you're in class and Thursday you're online or vice versa or something like that. Then I think it really gets into the pay. I mean, paying the players are already coming, but at this point, I think that gives the players more ammunition to go after something else. If you're saying, "Hey, we're so valuable to this university, you're putting our health at risk for this," that's where I think it kind of becomes an issue. Right. You know, it is a, uh, a difficult situation to tiptoe around because, you know, even at the professional level, right, like Buster Posey uh, announced over the weekend that he will not be, you know, participating in this baseball season. Uh, and, and he's one of the best catchers out there in, in MLB right now. Uh, but Buster Posey says that he won't participate. Uh, but he's getting paid. You know, I mean, he there's a, a legitimate reason why he can go back and try and, you know, uh, play out a season and, and get a paycheck. Uh, but for these college kids, you know, while they're still trying to compete and prove themselves and, and play at the next level in, in certain sports, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're putting themselves at risk with, I, I would say, a little bit of reward. You know, it's high risk and low reward where at professional level it would be high risk and about normal, normal to high reward because at least, yeah, they're getting paid for the talents, they're getting paid for their time, and that just you know scrutinizes the NCAA again. Because you know, when when you're talking about you know putting kids' health and safety uh, in danger in playing a season, then you know it, things start to to fall off. You know, people, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if if college athletes say, listen, we're not going to play this year, uh, depending on what uh, steps are taken to to maintain the health and safety. Right, and I'm not sure how many players would actually say that because, I mean, you said you played sports. I didn't play sports, but I was a manager in middle school and high school, and I coached once I graduated high school. And I know the coaches I know, I would have said it, and the players probably would have said, no, go ahead, let us play. But that's why there's supposed to be that governing body there to go, okay, no, you shouldn't be playing right now. Like, when we had a big snowstorm and the athletic director would call and say yeah hey game's canceled sorry I, there would not be a single person on the team that would be happy that the game was canceled they would want to play but it's not safe for them to play that's why there was someone there making the decisions that's not on the team but now it seems like the person making that decision is more worried about the money than the student athlete and I, I, there's already been a couple players, like in the NBA, you mentioned Buster Posey in the MLB. There's been, I believe, only one NHL player so far to back out. I don't blame these guys, but I think it's going to be a very small percent that's going to back out compared to who actually wants to just play because that's what they do, that's their livelihood, and it's what they love. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's... Again, difficult decisions being made left and right. Uh, we've got to take another short break on the sports fan, but we'll wrap up the program, talk a little bit about Major League Baseball, trying to come back, and, of course, get into a little bit of the Washington Redskins changing their mascot, changing their name. Uh, the Redskins no more, but we'll be right back on the sports fan as you're listening to 970-97.1 FM, WATH. When there's something strange lurking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dust. 
Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building. Larry Conrath, he sells farms. Larry Conrath, he sells farms. Larry Conrath, he sells farms. 5913015. What was that number again? I said... 5913015. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. And back with the Sports Fan, Mills on the mic, along with Andrew Allison. Almost ready. We've got nine more minutes until we send you to CBS at the top of the hour. Uh, the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. And again, Connor Mills with Andrew Allison. Got you for nine uh, Major League Baseball, Major League teams try to ramp up competition in camp. Major League teams are working out in mostly empty ballparks, mindful of the long-awaited start to the season. It is barely a week away, and fans won't be coming. Uh, so teams are trying the best as they can to ramp up the competitiveness of summer camps conducted in isolation. Several teams announced upcoming exhibition games, including Houston at Kansas City, Kansas City at St. Louis, and Cleveland against Pittsburgh. The Milwaukee Brewers will play inter-squad games for several nights starting Tuesday and are dubbing them the Blue and Gold World Series. A nod to manager Craig Council's alma mater, Notre Dame. Uh, but Major League Baseball trying to find their way back and come back as soon as possible. They still are anticipating their season starting on July 23rd and uh, the last, you know, I guess, starts of the games on the 26th. Uh, but a lot of, uh, lot of anticipation and, and hopes that MLB can come back and have a successful shortened season. Yeah, I've been waiting since March to hear Tom Hamilton say the word, and we're underway from the corner of Carnegie and Ontario <laughs> because I really miss my Cleveland Indians. Well, and especially all the Cincinnati Reds fans down here. I mean, this is Reds country. I know we got some Indians fans out there, but still, uh, Cincinnati Reds were supposed to have a good season this year and still can uh, in a 60-game uh, shortened season. But they will still have to, uh, you know, it's you can't go into those long, prolonged slumps anymore because there's only 60 games. You've got to make every one of them count. Right, and, the, yeah, the Reds have an excellent chance this season. The Indians, if they don't start out the season terrible like they normally do, have a good chance. It, it should be a fun year for Ohio baseball in the major leagues. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we get a lot of uh, a lot of competition, a lot uh, to look forward to for this upcoming MLB season. And, of course, right now in the NFL, uh, Washington's NFL team is shedding the Redskins name and logo after recent pressure from sponsors and decades of criticisms that they are offensive to Native Americans. The change comes less than two weeks after team owner Dan Schneider launched an organizational review of the name. A new name for one of football's oldest franchises must still be selected, and it is unclear how soon that will happen. Native American experts and advocates have long protested the name they call a dictionary-defined racial slur. Uh, the name dates back to 1993, uh, 1933, when the team was still based in Boston. Uh, but uh, Redskins no longer being the Redskins, and Washington will be looking for a new name. You you got any uh, favorites there to to help change the name, or are you a a Redskins fan? Uh, I I the only one I saw that I really liked was it was the Washington Red Tails, which was in reference to Tuskegee Airmen, and it had some cool logos. I'm not sure they'll do it. I'm not sure how that'll be received, but I, I thought it was a cool tribute. But I'm not sure they're gonna they're gonna go with that. They might do something based off the fact that the, it's in the capital, 
so they might go and try to be like how the Nationals are now that. that. But well, I don't think I they mean, can go. I'm fine with the change. I, I I wouldn't be. I think the Washington Nationals for baseball is fine, right? I right. I wouldn't go Washington Nationals again as an NFL team. No, no, no. I just meant something in reference to it being in the capital of the nation's capital. More or less. Not necessarily saying the Nationals, but they might go something like the President, the, I don't know, something lame like that. The Capitals? Well, you got the Capitals as an NHL team. Uh, that's true. I don't know. I mean, we, we could go just... the Bullets, steal it, from the, uh, steal it from the NBA team. Right. Maybe. Honestly, actually, hot take, the Wizards need to go back to the Bullets. The uniforms were much better, the name's cooler, and the teams were much better. So you just want to reorganize. You just want to reorganize everything, right? You just want to put, uh, instead of the Wizards, uh, you go back to the the Bullets, and then maybe you do Washington Wizards for for football? Or which which way around? I'm not not sure I'm a fan of the the name Wizards. I, I don't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't think there's, I'm not a big fan of it. Because I know uh, it hasn't been named or anything yet with the Cleveland Indians, uh, but I, I saw maybe the Cleveland Spiders or something else. I mean, they haven't had an official press release. I think uh, that Terry Francona said he was in support of changing their name, uh, yeah. changing that mascot, but that that is still uh, uh, for discussion at a future time. Uh, the main one right now is the Washington Redskins trying to change their name. Uh, change their logo. Uh, so it would be, I don't know. I haven't heard any good ones yet. Uh, but it's not, I'm not opposed to it. You know, it's something that, you know, if you want to change the name and logo, that's fine. You know, see if there's something more inclusive. Uh, you know, that's where the, the world is going towards now. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it would be beneficial and see what they can come up with. Right. And I'm just, I don't know. I can't think of anything that would go with the nation's capital is right uh, for right now. Uh, what about the Washington Stars and Stripes? You know, honestly, I, I feel like those jerseys could actually be pretty cool. I'll hop on board with that, Stars and Stripes. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think of an idea here where they can maybe move and uh, not not have the, uh, the Redskins uh, mascot and logo. Maybe. I don't know. You, you got nothing else for me, Andrew? You got no other uh, ideas or... Uh, other mascot? I don't, honestly. I, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, that's I, I don't, right. well, but, not, don't put me in charge of naming anything new team-wise, because <laughs> it, it, it won't be good. Yes, well, we'll have to we'll open up the phone lines tomorrow for the sports fan. If any of you guys have an idea of what you think maybe the uh, Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins should change the name to, uh, phone lines tomorrow will be open at some four zero five nine two six six four six, but that'll be. We'll, we'll give you a day. We'll let you think about it, and then we'll open up the lines tomorrow and and uh, share the ideas. Sounds like a plan to me. But anyway, Andrew, appreciate you being here. You got any? Uh, when, when's the next baseball game for you? Tomorrow. We got two games in two days, and then Friday is the league all star game. There you go. At least you have an all-star game. You got a little bit of something. When does the season wrap up? Uh, Playoffs start last week in July. Sounds like a plan. Well, Andrew, appreciate you being on the Sports Fan, co-hosting with me today. And uh, look forward to hearing you soon. Once again, this has been the Sports Fan on 970, 97.1 FM, presented by J&K Contracting. For Andrew Allison, I'm Connor Mills signing off. The next Sports Fan will come your way tomorrow at 6.06. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.